Simplified Chaos, episode 152. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hey, hey, wonderful friends. Welcome to Simplify Chaos. This is Jillian, and I'm with my husband and co-host, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? We hope you are having an amazing week. Daylight savings happen. Hmm. We're in daylight savings hell with our toddler. It's not, it's not, not that hell. bad. I'm, I'm over-exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, you are. But we're recording a little bit later in the evening just because we're we're making some adjustments to the time, so... Yeah, we're doing that. But we've got another great episode here for you, as always. Jilly, what are we going to dive into today? Today's topic is all about simplifying hosting. Yeah, about <laughs> simplifying hosting. There you go. I mean, we could come up with a cooler tagline for it. But yeah, we had some some visitor, some visitor, some Ugh, some visitors. My goodness. <laughs> we've had a lot of visitors now we that have. we've moved um, out of state, and we've learned a thing or two just uh, how to bring more ease into, you know, having people over, staying the night, hanging out, and so uh, it's not so overwhelming. Yeah, no, it was a very successful weekend, and we're going to dive more into that, but before we start this episode, as always, we love to show a little gratitude. So, Jilly, what are you grateful for this week? I am grateful for my stepmom, Tanya. Oh. She went, so when we went to Arizona to visit my dad and her, um, she made, she cooked a whole chicken. Yes. And I kept telling her, I'm a little terrified to cook. I've never cooked a whole chicken by myself. I've seen my mom do it. I've seen my grandmother do it. I don't know what it is about like cooking a whole bird is just a little intimidating and she was there to kind of reassure me. It's not it's not that hard and she kind of walked me through how she did it and it was really not that many steps and she made it sound so easy. So I'm like, "All right, I can do this." Uh so we had a whole chicken that we bought uh and in the freezer we we took it out. I was like, "This thing's happening." Yeah. I'm I'm going to conquer the chicken. And it was like the easiest thing ever. I took out the giblets or whatever. They were already in a bag because they're like that when you buy them at the grocery store. It was an organic chicken. But anyway, um, just did a like butter herb rub on the, the bad boy and stuck it in the oven for an hour and a half. And voila, that you was made, it. You made that bird your bitch, Jill. It's my bitch bird. Yeah. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm glad. It was like, fingers crossed. I hope I don't screw this up, even though it seems really easy. So I was just really excited that I finally dove in and experimented with cooking the bird. And I cooked the bird. Yeah. And we have leftovers, plenty of leftovers. And I'm excited to tear them bitches apart tomorrow and make some (laughs) chicken cheese steaks. Mm, Yeah. It's going to be good. Minus the bread. Minus the bread. Yeah. And dice up some onions. Mmm. Cook that chicken. Put some cheese <laughs> what's on it. Well, it's already cooked. You yeah, mean no. just heat it up. <laughs> There's some juices in there. The au jus. The oh, au jus. and it made some, yeah. some delicious herb butter juices. That's what's up. Mm, but yeah, so what about you? I'm grateful for another successful visit from some dear friends. 
mm-hmm. and which is what we're going to be talking about today. And I guess we can kind of set the table. But uh, my friend, who I've known since I was seven years old, he and his amazing family um, came to visit us. Two boys in the, in the family. Um, one's just a little bit older than Lucille, and then the other one is about three or four years older than Lucille. But I mean, it was just an amazing visit. They're so easygoing. Their kids are amazing and, and played extremely well with Lucille, which you know makes the, the entire weekend kind of very seamless and, and painless. And and so yeah, I'm just grateful that you know we have you know such great friends who are you know willing to drive three and a half hours and in the middle of a snowstorm at that, because it was snowing up in Pennsylvania where they're from. Yeah. A little bit heavier. We had some snow on, on Saturday as well, but not enough to, to even coat the roads. I think we had a little bit on the grass, but you know, up where they're at, they were they were dealing with, you know, three to four inches. But, you know, they they braved the weather, they made it down, and we just had an amazing time. So I'm I'm just really grateful that, you know, they were able to, you know, and, and they didn't even stay a full twenty four hours, which was yeah, which was totally cool. Yeah. But it was just great just to to be able to sit down and catch up and just like we've never, never parted ways. I feel like we have the same thoughts pretty much after any friend recently who has came and visited us. We're like, conversation was awesome. Yeah. It was easygoing, laid back, like it just feels right. And I'm very grateful for the, the friends we have and the friends that have stayed connected and the friends that make the truck to come out here. Yeah. So that's really awesome that we can say that about everybody who has visited us thus far. Yeah. And I think that's one of the cool things that you always tend to point out after our, our friends leave is just like, just how it just helps us engage in like deeper conversation and, you know, longer conversation. You know, we, we spend some upwards of three and four days with some of our friends who, who visit and, you know, there's no shortage of conversation. There's quality conversation. There's goofy conversation. <laughs> there's conversations, you know, that are deep, you know, about life and, and just, you know, either current events and whatnot. So mm-hmm. it's just great to be able to, you know, sit down and have those conversations that are, you know, just awesome to have and just hearing other perspectives. So, yeah, that's that's a, a, a great part about it. kind of moving three hours away is that that's, you know, forced for um, I don't want to say more meaningful, but just like deeper, you know, totally. conversations. And I never saw that coming either. The whole aspect of, you know, when people are visiting us, they're, they're probably going to stay a night because it is a little bit of a trek here. And I never thought that our relationship would, would be even stronger with the move, but it has, I feel like the lo- the longer, you, the more time you spend, when you think about any kind of vacation or weekend, you learn a lot about each other, like yeah. how they live, how you act, you know, just a lot, you know, and it's been really cool to just kind of marinate with our friends in the home and just see where the conversation leads and a lot of open mindedness, which open mindedness, which is, you know, so awesome because you can really go into some quote unquote controversial topics and just kind of like have a lightness about it and have, um, just feel comfortable and free to just you know, share your thoughts vulnerably. And I'm grateful for, yeah, the community we have, especially yeah. in the podcast too. So yeah, it's been a really fun revelation with our friendships. 100%. 
And so that kind of gets into us talking a little bit about simplifying hosting. And we've now hosted multiple times. And I would say that we haven't really stressed terribly most of the times. I think maybe the first couple times you have a guest in, in a new place. And I think one of the things that we, we want to do is that we love this area so much is that we want to show mm-hmm. them all the things that we, you know, the reasons why we fell in love, the places we fell in love with. And, you know, it's, we, we know that you just can't do that in a weekend. No. And so, you know, we've, we've really done a, a great job of just kind of being mindful and saying, hey, you know, there's a couple places we could potentially go or, you know, we try to let the the people who are here kind of lead, you know, what they want to do. Um, but most of the time it, it just comes down to is like, we just want to have, you know, great conversation. And, you know, mm. if the weather permits for us to, to go somewhere and it's, it's not crazy, then, you know, we would potentially do that. But, you know, we don't like try to, to go terribly, I don't want to say out of our way, but, you know, we don't try to go more into things than what we would normally do. We try to keep it like our normal life and, and try to, I guess, involve them into like, and take a look into like what our everyday looks like. Yeah. I, I was kind of having this reflection with Nick. We went to a coffee shop and we were just kind of reflecting over the weekend. And I was saying how I think when this is my perspective, when I host, I, I create this narrative in my head, like, Oh, I need to cater to, everything that our guests are going to like or what they eat or what they desire. And I needed to focus on that to make them happy, to make them feel comfortable. And I kind of had this pivot through all the hosting that it's way cooler when you just create the space where it's your time to shine, to show the guests your values, what your favorite foods are, you know, what you like to eat, how you live basically. So it's kind of turned into hosting instead of trying to stress and cater to everything that our guests would like, which we do leave space for that conversation on what they want to do Mm -hmm. and activities wise. But when it came to like everything else, it's like, you know, we're, we're still going to use our cloth napkins that we use at home. You know, we're not going to buy all these paper products just because we think maybe that's what they use at home. You know, we're going to use, still use like, I don't know, our Mason jars and not have all the fancy cups and gadgets or something. And (laughs) we're still going to cook like a really good meal, like something that we would have and maybe tweak it just to maybe cater to the kids a little bit more. But for the most part, it's been pretty fun to just stay authentic to who we are, which is easy with our friends we're coming to find and kind of sharing our rituals and routines with them. So they get to learn more about us and kind of take a deep dive into what what we're what we're all about and i think if revolts are revolt roles were reversed we kind of had the same opportunity with traveling where we don't think about all the things that we need to have it's kind of like you let go and relax and just kind of mm-hmm. flow with what the family we're visiting and like what are their rituals and routines and kind of pick up on them and it, a great example is when we went to to arizona you know my dad has this ritual of saying grace and holding hands yeah. and you know we really didn't have any kind of ritual before dinner and that's something that's I've always thought about doing and it was so cool that Lucille got to be immersed in that and they kept their routines the same so we got to peek into their life and see you know how they have morning walks every day and then they eat breakfast and then they do their jobs and they come back and then they always you know get back together for dinner and they my dad says great like 
it's really cool that we get to do the same thing with our guests, which kind of makes hosting really like so much easier. I feel like mentally, physically, emotionally, like all the above. And like, you know, depending on how long the guests stay, like if, like, again, if it's warm weather, if it's, if they're staying a couple of days, then, you know, we, we do want to throw some things in there and, and we don't have to show them all the places, but, you know, we have like very specific places, you know, and, and we kind of let them still lead, you know, if they want to, to check out a winery, we've got one or two that we can, you know, pop into if they want to go to a cidery, we're definitely knowing where we're going on that one. Yeah. And, you know, if there's a distillery and vice versa. So it just really depends on our guests. And, you know, we know their likes, you know, we, we know that some might like beer, some might like, you know, wine better. And, and so we've got like those designated places that we're going to go to. Like if, if, you know, they want coffee, like there's a designated place we're going to go for, for that or, or for pastries or something like that. So yeah. it's just nice knowing like, you know, who your guest is and then just kind of like saying, you know, hey, we've got these options here. But like we don't try to like think of something new every time and it just mm-hmm. makes things a lot easier. Yeah, I agree. So I would say number one, just like what we kind of talked about is we keep our rituals and routines and our lifestyle like the same. We just kind of do what we do and kind of allow them into our life. And then number two, like we just give space, like we leave space for conversation we leave space for them to choose we give them options so it's not so much decision fatigue like hey here are the three best wineries that we love you know which one sounds best to you or here are two really great restaurants or two great takeout places so i think leaving space for just ebbing and flowing and like not having this rigid schedule of like these are all the things we need to do these are all the things we need to see it makes it that much more i don't know relaxed as well when yeah. you know we have people over because it can be stressful you know there's a lot we don't have a huge house but you know there there's a lot going on there's kids playing and it's nice and literal space too not only mm-hmm. figuratively like but also like in the in the home like we create a lot of space purposefully just for Lucille to play and all of us to play but it makes so much more sense also when when people are coming like the kids want to roam they want to free yeah. like our house was literally there was no boundaries really no it was a kid zone basically everywhere <laughs> which was totally fine and yeah. then the the one piece of furniture or whatever we want to call it because we've we've had a dispute on do we call this a thing piece of furniture but the island is the center you know especially for the adults like Mm. you know we would eat you know and then just hang out around the island so like the kids had free roam of everywhere but the adults like that was our time we sit around the island we catch up you know we have our dinners there we we might sip a couple drinks while we're there it's just the place where conversation happens totally is the kitchen yeah and i don't know our space is like our door is always open in our bedroom and our beds are low because we don't have bed frames. So like the kids were in our room at one point, like <laughs> playing with like the stuffed animals and figurines. And then at one point they're in Lucille's room and then like they were just all over. And it was so cool like to feel comfortable knowing that like, hey, we've got a lot of open space in our room and it's a free range for like the kids just explore and go wild. Like, so it's, it was comforting just knowing that, yeah, we have space and kind of all capacities when, when we have friends over, which makes it that much more comfortable. Comfortable yeah. and relaxed are going to be the words that are probably going to be used a lot. And, I mean, we were pretty much on lockdown this weekend when they were over because it was butt cold outside. Yeah. I mean, it was like the day kept on getting colder and colder as it went on. And, and by the time the snow stopped and the actual sun came out, 
it was like 25 degrees and the wind was blowing 40 miles an hour. So the kids did go outside and play soccer for like 10 minutes and then called it quits because it was damn cold out there. But, you know, being in the house, like you said, just having it open just made it a lot easier to just stay in, stay cozy and, and have the kids do their thing while we, we play catch up with our with our good friends. Yeah. And uh, something else that I think really kind of helped um, simplify the whole hosting process was that we have furniture that is open-ended and toys that are open-ended. So like, even though the the age difference was different with the kids, it was like, we had balls, we had blocks, we had dinosaurs, we had paper and craft, craft supplies. Yeah. So like all of the, most of the toys that Lucille has are like open-ended for like any entry point, like any age range, Mm -hmm. you can find a way to, to use it in some capacity. So it was really cool seeing how the older kids were still having fun with what we have. It wasn't yeah. like we had, we should probably get this because that's that's more their style. Or we should probably have these things because they're older. It was like, no, like they're diving into our world. They're going to explore our things and yeah. what we have. And it was so cool to see them get so creative with the limited things we did have. And then our bed situation, we were pretty purposeful about finding a bed that we could fold up and put away when we don't need it or when we don't have gas, but also the bed that we chose can turn into a couch or a jumping contraption of any sort. Like there's so yeah, it's just basically a foldable yeah. mattress. I wouldn't even call it a bed, but it's like a <laughs> foldable mattress. Yeah. Um, or even like a, a workout mat. Think of a really thick workout mat, but it's That's extremely thick, Nick. That's well, yeah, but what I'm saying is it's it's made of memory foam instead mm. of like mat. So like it's four inches thick and it's queen size. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it folds up really nicely. Um Lucille uses it as a couch in my office if she needs to, to chill in there for a little yeah. bit. It's it's very versatile. It's easy for us to store and it's quite comfortable. It is. And I love that, you know, we can put it away, we can get it out. It's just like this open-ended piece of furniture that makes hosting a lot easier and stress-free because it's like, hey, we've got extra bedding and it's really comfortable and we can put it away when we need to and not stress about it. And um even seeing the kids play with pillows and blankets, like they just took the pillows and blankets that we had and they the were like, floor was lava. they were making a trail and bridges and stuff. And it was like, it was just a cool experience seeing like, we don't have to have all the things. We don't have to entertain, quote unquote entertain. It's like, you know, this is what we have. It's enough. And letting our guests experience that in a nutshell, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. There was something else I wanted to say. Oh, Okay. I don't know if you had anything else, but the last thing I think simplifies hosting is, um, okay, there is two. Number one. Number one. Well, the next one, I I think like baking something, I found so much joy in baking cookies before they came and just a little bit less stress knowing that like, hey, I don't have any food, like we don't have a meal right now, but just knowing that there's something there if somebody's hungry. Yeah. So like having something fun for like your guests to like nibble on and not feel stressed. Like, oh my God, should I be cooking a meal? Should I be doing this? It's like, no, just just put out the one thing and like, hey, if you're hungry, it's here. If not, it's cool too. Yeah. Um, and then the, the last thing I would say is that cleaning right after guests leave, that has made me so much happier. Like literally as soon as our guests leave, I think we have this ritual now where we clean the sheets, we vacuum, and then like the house just hits a reset it's button. Back pretty quickly back to normal and it makes 
it makes it less overwhelming in my head. I would say the mental stress of like the chaos of, you know, maybe a little bit disarray or, you know, just it being really lived in that weekend. It's, it just makes it, I think, better knowing that like right when our guests leave, we do like a quick clean and then we're like, all right, this is cool. Let's play. Let's have fun. Right. Yeah. So I did want to add that point because I know it's something small, but it definitely makes the process, I think, a lot easier knowing that it doesn't linger on and like, oh, this is what I have to do. I have to clean these towels and yeah, and I should do that. It, it was kind of like, no, like grab a cup of coffee and like just get it done. It was That's like, right. I don't know. When we work together, it makes it a lot easier too. Absolutely. Cool. We're a good team here. We are. All right. So I'm sure you've got some resources for our listeners. I do. Drop it. Okay. So it was a blog post, of course, and it was hard. So it was hard to find a blog post on just like hosting friends and family overnight. A lot of it had to do with the holidays, but I, I kind of uh, cherry picked some of the things that I thought like mattered for our scenario. Got it. Okay. After years of hosting out of town guests, including my in-laws, I have found that really only two things matter, good food and rest. Provide your guests somewhere cozy to recharge and something delicious to eat, and they will be happy. Beyond eating and sleeping, one of the most valuable things you can plan is something you can do all together. Whether that be a hike, a board game, or a fun meal, getting everyone involved will create a sense of community amongst each other and provide a great time to bond during, and they have the holiday together, but really, this was a holiday for us. Just time together. Yeah. Um, And some idea, some other ideas they had to kind of simplify the hosting process was number one, cooking a meal together, like involving them in the cooking process. Number two, doing a wine tasting, which I thought was fun. Yeah. We've never done that before. We've, well, no, not when people have come here, but we've done cocktail tastings before. That's true. But that's just with people coming over to the house. But yeah, I was actually thinking about we should do a cocktail tasting one time. Yeah. I think like bringing that home would be kind of fun for the guests if we can't make it out somewhere. Um, number three, board games and puzzles. Ah, uh, that was that was in the mix, but we never got there because there was... Oh, we just, did. We had puzzles. We did have puzzles, the yes. Kids I the kids love the I was thinking more of the board yeah. games, but yeah, the puzzles were, were She played a, a board game. Pretty, pretty, pretty princess. Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> Which was so fun to see the boys play, too, or at least uh, the one boy. And he was like totally into it. He was like had the crown on. He had a, a necklace on. So I will say we did have some games and puzzles. That's and they, right. They were a hit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number four, outdoor activities. The kids were able to like squeeze in some time. Um, even though it was cold, they were kicking a soccer ball and just like running out, running around outside in our little small backyard, yeah. which was nice. And then the last one they have is bake something ahead of time. Which, which did. I did. And I kind of want to keep that going because it was like a nice little sweet touch and less stress on me worrying about like what to cook yeah, and who to cater to, I guess. You rocked it. <laughs> but um, at the end, it basically said, try not to overthink it. Watson says, stop worrying about trying to be like everyone else. Instead, ask yourself the three most important things you want your guests to experience and walk away with. I like it. I think that's a great way to start the hosting experience. Like, what do I want my friends and family to walk away with? They had good food. Yeah. We had good conversation. And we were all able to sleep. And they had good cocktails. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I thought that was great. Well, thank you, yeah, sir. Good resource. Okay. Applicable, not just for holidays. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was really hard to find one just for like general hosting. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to I'm going to make this Or you work. can watch the movie House Guest with Sinbad in it. Never seen it. Oh my goodness. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm sure we can put learn it, a lot put of it things. on your Netflix people. Oh man. All right, and your quote of the day, Jilly? The quote of the day is by Sasha Tozy or Tazi, I'm not sure. Choose people who choose you, ask how you are, see you, let you be you, feel good to your nervous system, you can breathe easily around, you don't need to perform for, are good for your mental health, want to see you win, and don't try to control you. Yeah. So we need to be surrounding ourselves with. I mean, when I think of our friends, I'm like, yep, these are our people. Yep. They check all those boxes right there. Yeah. All right. And your take action challenge for this week is? Don't let hosting stress you out. Follow our tips. (laughs) (laughs) Well said there, Jilly. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode here, folks. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. You can do this by writing a review or simply by sharing this episode with a friend. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation. Conversation leads to action, and action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional-as-hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today, and we will see you again next week. See y'all later.